0: Ah, the 100-year-old who still believes in love. (laughs) It's Madonna with Living for Love right here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having us on. Let us get the day started. And more especially, let's get the show started. This is Untapped Talent right here on Cliff Central.
1: Untapped Talent on Cliff Central.
0: A very good morning to you. My name is Sia Sangwenifin, and thank you so much for having us on. It's another Wednesday, hey? Very, very excited for it. Thank you. Let us get the day started. From another hour, I'll be bringing you some interesting people with great stories to tell, as usual. So starting us off, I'll be talking to someone, you know, I just like backstories, and I like if you can sit here in studio and, like, give me a whole life story, and I'm intrigued. And that's definitely what my first guest will be doing. Her name is Khan Orenstein. Now, let's get it, because I'm... I've been practicing the whole morning. Khan. There you go. It's simply spells C-H-A-N, but I'm all about that. She started photography as a hobby of all places at a parlotones concert. And now, look at it. She has her own photography company. So she'll be joining me in a bit, and I'll be talking to her. And then later on, I'll be speaking to Spencer and Nick from the band... um Goodness. There we go. Needs a knife gag. So I thought I didn't know who they were until I heard one of their songs and it will probably be the same with you as well. Their song is called Crossroads and I'm sure you've bumped to it many a time over the course of your life. So I'm very, very excited about that. So listen, let's get it started. If you want to talk to me, if you want to add to the conversation, you know how you can do it by now, right? our telephone number 861 or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at sea underscore SF and of course our trusted and beloved WeChat you can text us um, on our official account it's simply called WeChat all you have to do is go onto our WeChat app tap connect and then message to screen your lovely message will pop up on the screen in front of me and I'll be able to read it. but for now let's do a little unconventional thing since I have this platform to speak to you I might as well give you a little message before we start this is and have talent
1: Unreal Uncensored Unradio ClipCentral.com.
0: Alright, so I have to admit That I love Having this platform to talk to different people, uh, whatever wherever they are in life, whatever they have to bring to the party. Um, and I always just feel that every single week, uh, whenever I get to speak to you, I hope to make the most of it, right? With inspiration and motivation, whatever way, shape or form. So I have to admit that this past week, I got speaking to a friend who was having a little, let's call it a moment in life. She had this little woe unto me complex. Something happened in her life, and now she's just down in the pits. And a lot of people think I'm insensitive, but it's just the whole reasoning of you... Things happen to you in life, you know, but you cannot control that. But the one thing you can control is how you actually react to it. So whatever situation you're going through, it's not about that. It's really about, as cliche as this may sound, how you pick yourself up. So the whole ethos of untapped talent, yes, it is about talking to these great people who have achieved some level of success. And they are on the road to achieving even greater success. But also think it should be about inspiration. And so I heard about this message most recently. Um, if you don't know who Gail King is yes the cliche is she is oprah's best friend but moving from that she's actually a journalist in her own right she um hosts a very popular show in america cbs this morning she's also the editor-in-chief of the oprah magazine as well and she had a few wise words and it just so happened as this friend was going through some of her little troubles i heard about this video and really hit home um so listen wherever you are whatever you're going through take these mere few minutes to just get some motivation in your life so this is gail king with a simple message of just figuring it out
2: the job i had was at a tv station in kansas city it was the nbc affiliate and i hadn't been there very long and i just left the womb if you will of people that had sort of nurtured me along the way and you know, i'd been in a year-long reporter trainee program where they train you for a year you get a resume tape oh don't we love a resume tape and you send it around the country and you get your first job and you're so excited and i'm there in kansas city and it's my first live shot live on the air and when I arrived, my clothes weren't there. I had no clothes. The apartment I thought I was going to get, they had given to somebody else. Nothing was going right. And I called my former mentor, Bruce Johnson is his name, to sort of lament, I was 23. He said, oh my God, Bruce, and I don't have any clothes and I have to do this live shot and I don't have an apartment. And I'm expecting him to say, it's okay, don't worry, just go there and he said, grow up, and hung up the telephone. And I sat there with this, I remember looking at the phone, did he just hang up on me? But in that moment, I knew you have to grow up. You're sort of, you're given this opportunity, you're given this job, and now it's up to you to make the most of it. Nobody wants to hear you bitching and moaning about you don't have clothes, you didn't have the apartment. They just want to know, did you get the job? And I knew then complaining does no good. Maya Angelou said to me once, uh, whining is so unbecoming because it lets people know there's a victim in the neighborhood and nobody cares. Can't you hear her saying that? I can't do my imitation. And I realized in that moment, right, you have to grow up and solve it for yourself. And that's how I've approached really every single problem I have. What can I do to figure it out?
0: You, you see, be- that's what it's all about. So to my dear friend listening, listen, I'm not being harsh and I'm not being emotionally detached. But I hope you listen to (laughs) Gail. You're all about figuring it out. And what I also find that sometimes in life, certain people just have a woe unto me complex because they have their own barriers. They put certain restrictions onto themselves because they think, oh, no, we're too young or no, I don't live in a certain place or he said or she said and this person might think this of me. Really, at the end of the day, it's there's nothing you cannot do. You know, I always just feel with the right mindset, you can go on and achieve anything you set, you know, your eyes on. Um, another analogy, this is also goosebump worthy, I'll have to admit, is this teenager who actually had a TEDx talk. Um, it's one of the series, part of the series of TEDx Teen. Her name is Natalie Warren. She's 17 years old, grew up in California in America, and she didn't let being young stop her from running a successful campaign for the Invisible Children Project, Now, if you know about Invisible Children, they did that huge movie in 2012 about making Joseph Kony famous. Now, in this particular talk, she calls on young people everywhere not to let age stop them from the changing world. And mind you, she was 17 when she learned about the Invisible Children Project, a campaign to rescue Ugandan children from Joseph Kony's child armies. Now, as an intern for Invisible Children, she led this nationwide campaign for the project. And she successfully even got the campaign featured on the Oprah Winfrey Show, which was a huge, victory that dramatically raised the profile of the movement natalie now works as a film director a film editor in los angeles but i just found a few words very ins- inspiring from her because at that time the oprah winfrey show huge got about like 10 million viewers every single week and here she was even after appearing on the show saying it's not about that she has a bigger goal in mind and still staying on track so this is natalie at her tedx talk
3: you know the oprah moments they Prove that the supposedly impossible can be done. They inspire us, they boost our confidence, but the moment isn't a movement. Even a lot of those moments strung together don't fuel a movement. What fuels a movement are the anonymous extraordinaries behind it. You know, for me, what kept me pushing on through the rescue was the thought of those child soldiers. It became personal. I was able to go to Africa at one point. I met these incredible people. I have friends that have been living in this conflict their entire life, and it was personal to me. But that doesn't have to be what drives you. You know, you may want to be the next Shepherd Fairey, or the next J.K. Rowling, or the next whoever, it doesn't matter, but whatever you want, chase after it with everything that you have, not because of the fame or the fortune, but solely because that's what you believe in, because that's what makes your heart sing. That's what your dance is. That's... That's what is going to define our generation. When we start chasing and fighting after the things that we love and that we want to fight for. I cared too much in high school about what people thought about me. Even, that's what's so awesome about this conference is so many of you are so young. Find that thing that inspires you that you love and just chase after it. You know, fight for that because that is what is going to change this world and that is what defines us. Despite what people think, my Oprah moments, my being on TED doesn't define me. Because if you were to follow me home to LA, you would see me waiting tables and nannying to pay the bills as I chase after my dream of becoming a filmmaker. In the small, anonymous, monotonous, every single day acts, I have to remind myself to be extraordinary. And believe me, when the door is closed and the cameras are off, it's tough. But if there's one thing that I want to drive home to you, one thing that I can say, not just to you but to myself, is that is the acts that make us extraordinary not the over moments. Thank you.
0: See? (laughs) That's what it's all about. So I hope just my little two minutes of motivation actually helps you going out there in life. And so talking about someone who's actually gone out there and followed her passion. And listen, I'm not just talking the talk here. She is an example of talking talking the talk and actually walking the walk. It's my very first guest. Her name is Khan. Good morning. How are you? Good
4: morning. You
0: see, let's just have a moment for that. What did you think? Yes, no, maybe it did work definitely. Okay. (laughs) You didn't sound convincing, but I'll go with that. So listen, before we start, we have a a message on WeChat from Cindy. She says, your day will go the way the corners of your mouth turn. See? So thank you very much. You made my mouth turn (laughs) upwards. You, Cindy, and Khan sitting in front of me. So listen, Khan, where do I even begin to describe you? How do you describe yourself?
4: Um, You know, I just, I started... Photographing as a hobby, like you said. I yeah. went to a tone show, um, and I really enjoyed it. So okay, decided, so how
0: old were you then?
4: I was probably about 18 or 19.
0: And before that, you hadn't even thought of, you know, Not photography all. as a possible career?
4: No. Yeah. I was actually busy studying. Okay. Um, I was studying advertising. So I went to a show with my brother and my friends, and I really enjoyed it. So I decided, you know, let me just sneak backstage uh-huh. and... I did, and, <laughs> and I met the band, and they were in a really big rush because they were leaving overseas the next day, and I just said, you know what, I'm studying advertising and art direction, and I want to come on set with you, and they, they said, yeah, cool, just come, and they said, yeah, just, just remind us, and usually when people say that, it's just like, okay, yeah, but really get lost. Yeah, they're trying to brush <laughs> you off very lightly. So... But I didn't stop. I reminded them over and over and I went to another show and I took my brother's camera Uh and I was just taking some pictures and they were coming out really nice and people were telling me like they're really good and you should do it more and more and I thought people were just maybe being polite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But what particularly drew you to taking pictures?
4: So then I saw that the pictures didn't only show, oh, look, I was at the polytones, It actually showed that they were really enjoying themselves. Uh And I really liked that. I liked that. I was capturing the moments. I was capturing, like, they were singing these songs that really meant a lot to them. And then I started turning to the crowd and saw that they were enjoying the moments as well. So a song that could mean something to one person is like inspiring another person. And, Yeah. From there, I was just, I uh, finished studying, but I finished photography as well. Yeah. And
0: did you go on and actually do a, a course as well in photography? So after or? a
4: few years of um, just taking pictures, um, more and more people were asking me to do photo shoots for them. And I felt that I wasn't, you know, trained. Uh-huh. So I went and I did a few courses just so that I knew all the technical. Yeah. S- yeah.
0: Because a lot of people just think, you know, and, uh, by a lot of people, I also mean by my humble personal experience. You know, there was this era of getting digital cameras a few years ago and we got there and I was like, well, this is simple. How do people get paid millions, you know, the Annie Leibovitz of the world for just clicking one button? It's very intense and it's very technical, isn't
4: it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely think that there are the, the lucky shots. Yeah. You know, someone, an amateur can take a very lucky shot, but, um, it all comes down to, your, your personality coming through your photos uh-huh. and that's how someone comes up with a style and you know, someone can see a photo and say, Oh, that's definitely her photo or that's definitely his photo. Because okay.
0: Let's break that down for a second. <laughs> what does style mean?
4: So your personality is coming through because you're not just taking a photo. You like seeing, Oh wow. I really like that. Or, I really like what they're doing. Yeah. So it's your feelings and your emotions coming in to create this artwork.
0: So it's a certain eye. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you now able to almost, you know, with your inspirations, be able to spot like an Annie Leibovitz and a so-and-so and a so-and-so?
4: Sometimes it <laughs> depends.
0: <laughs> how, could, how would you describe your personal style?
4: Um, My personal style is very messy. Okay. I feel like the more mess, the more fun. Yeah. And then the more character comes through. So I definitely like to get as much cake or paint involved. Okay. Cake
0: and paint particularly. <laughs> all right. Let's yeah. walk through that.
4: Because I feel, um, I did a photo shoot with a South African model, Taro Nell, and, um, he's had a long road. So I decided that I'm just going to spray paint at him all day. Just yeah. Throw paint at him. And it came out like so beautiful that he was like, he turned into the canvas. Yeah. So, um, I really liked that. So I did another one with the polytones and I just, through paint at them all day so i definitely think that if people see a very dirty photo shoot they'll know that it's, me. it's like your signature on
0: it almost <laughs> yeah, yeah i
4: mean it's very fun for me they the ones who have to go home and shower afterwards
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen let's talk about the very first time you stepped onto a set and you were the photographer how was that for you
4: uh it was it was petrifying um, it was in Cape Town. It was at the Parlotones. Um, should we fight back music video? Yeah. And, um, I remember I went and I sat with a band and I didn't know what to say and I didn't know what to do. A bit
0: starstruck. Yeah. yeah. Very
4: much. And I knew I, ha- I was like, I have to be professional, but I have to do what I have to do and I have to. And now, yeah, it comes more, more naturally. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do get more starstruck if I do meet a new band. Yeah. But. Yeah,
0: how hectic is set life? You know, I often, you know, we hear it might be off on a tangent, but for movies, for example, and you hear like, you know, if it's a romance and it's a couple and they have to make out and have a little love scene, you they often say how awkward it is. So not only is like a camera in your face and there's a director and the lighting guy, you know, it's a whole crew. So for you, how was that starting off in the industry being relatively young as well? And here you are now commanding a whole room of people. How did you handle that?
4: um well i haven't ever been on an awkward set yeah (laughs) um what people also have to know is that it's a lot of hurry up and wait you know they think oh it's so busy on set it's really not it's like hurry up okay now we have to wait until this makeup is done now we have to wait until that one okay now we have to fix the lighting okay so a lot of it is waiting around that's why it takes so long yeah um yeah
0: So patience is definitely crucial.
4: (laughs) Definitely. But I think that's how, you know, friendships are made and relationships. Because if you're all waiting around on a set, you're going to get talking. And it really comes down to how you make your set. Because if you make it a very comfortable and exciting environment, people will want to work with you again. If it's really boring, People are going to make any excuse not to work with you. Exactly,
0: exactly. So you know, friendships and you know, you meet new people, that's the great side of things. On the flip side, you might get egos in place. So have you ever had like a little diva on set saying, you know what, I'm not going to walk on unless I have this, that and the other. You have some people going, what does she know? She's just a little girl. How, and, and if so, how do you even deal with that?
4: Um I think it's very important to choose who you're going to work with. Okay. Because you don't want a little diva on set. Yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. If someone sees that your photos are working, they're not going to care how old you are. They're going to say, "Well, she's obviously working. Let's work with her."
0: How do you deal with the feedback you receive on your photos? Because I know that must be very close to your heart. It's like a little baby almost. <laughs> it's your creation. And here you are with something so personal. Someone going, you know what? Sorry, this doesn't work for me. Uh, we can't use it for the campaign. I don't like the light here. I don't like this and that. How do you not take that personally?
4: Um, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, so it's many lonely nights with like a tub of ice cream.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, it will get to me for a bit. But then you have to look at all the the ones that did work and... You have to appreciate those
0: yeah so there definitely is a fine line between your passion and at the end of the day the business side of things yes yeah, yeah. and let's go into now actually having your own company yeah. your pho- your photography company a lot of people are freelance photographers you know well established and they do that why was it important for you to actually establish a company
4: well, you know, I was just enjoying it more and more. And I always say to myself, but I don't want to be a photographer. But then, you know, when you're just enjoying it so much, you need to stop fighting and just embrace it.
0: Exactly. So um, with that as well, it's it's a whole new field almost. You know, did you have some advice from people? Was your mother there always giving you some wise words? And who did you listen to as well specifically?
4: It was a very new experience because no one... I really knew had done this before, so everything was new. Yeah. But um, I kind of thought that maybe my parents wouldn't approve, but they were <laughs> so excited. Every single thing they telling all their friends, "Oh, she did this, she did that." So it's it's very exciting, and it's very nice to know that you know my family is always excited. And
0: so, speaking of family, your husband Levi is also here. He he came <laughs> all this way with you. Uh, you ju- you guys just got married like a year ago. Yes. How was it? This is what I instantly wants to know as soon as you told me you, you were married. Photography at your wedding? <laughs> Did you want to double take and have like, wear two hats on the day?
4: It's a very, very, very bad question.
0: No, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Run, if run, it, If it was
4: my way, I would have probably had a selfie stick. Really? <laughs> or a GoPro down the aisle.
0: A GoPro down the aisle. So are you like pro Instagram these days and the Definitely. perfect filters? Really?
4: Definitely.
0: Wow. Okay, so who are your inspirations? Who would you say in this day and age you look up to?
4: Um, I follow a lot of photographers on Instagram. Uh Um, I definitely believe that everyone can inspire you, whether their work is bad or good. Because if someone's work is bad, you can say, okay, well, that's what they're doing wrong, so that's what I can do right. And if someone's work is really good, then you're like, well, that's what I'm doing wrong, and that's what I can do right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah.
0: This is, this is a lot of food for thought. I'm like, wow, well, you can start applying <laughs> that in my life as well. I actually take all of that. But moving on into the future, though, where do you see yourself and your photography company as well growing, let's just say, in the next five years?
4: Um, I'm definitely going to be building a studio okay. within the next year or two. Um, so, yeah. And I'm definitely going to be taking more photos of babies
0: babies yeah really hmm. is that like your one crutch you always fall back on is that like the best part I of your think job it's just yeah. <laughs> like,
4: it's so therapeutic and they're so like happy and little and they don't know anything yet <laughs> oh
0: the innocence the purity of everything <laughs> listen what did you have to say in your whole career thus far has been like your favorite photo shoot to work on
4: i'm definitely throwing paint at the palatones <laughs> um, we just had these buckets of red paint From dancing paint. at their
0: concerts To now throwing paint at them
4: <laughs> Yeah, um, they loved it They said that they were just scaring people On the way home in traffic Because they were just red Oh, they red. kept the
0: paint on, yeah
4: You you had to keep the paint on, you know <laughs> A few weeks later I got messages saying I still have paint in my hair
0: <laughs> Well, you know what Take that as a job, well done <laughs> um, And how do you actually source inspiration? You know, now moving forward as well Like, do you you know, we see a simple tree, you see a wonderful shadow for someone to stand in and that's a great picture. Where do you actually get get your inspiration from?
4: Um I go on Pinterest and I start brainstorming and I write something down which leads to something else, which leads to something else, and then you get a concept.
0: Yeah. So I I have a quote here as well from Karl Lagerfeld. A lot of people know him as the head designer of Chanel, but he's also quite an established photographer. And he said, what I like about photographs is that they capture a moment that's gone forever, impossible to reproduce. You're already nodding, so (laughs) (laughs) I already tell them that hits home for you. Is is that the case? Is is that how you find uh, photography to be for you as well?
4: Definitely. And also for posing photography, you know, you say to someone, smile, or you say, okay, play. And for that second, nothing else matters to them. For that second, they are happy. Yeah. So that definitely... Makes it all worthwhile.
0: No, that's absolutely (laughs) fantastic. Listen, Khan, where can people get more information on you and your photography as well?
4: Okay, so I have a website. It's Hashish.com, which Uh is very complicated. It's
0: C H A S H I S H. If Sia can pronounce it, then you can go and visit (laughs) it. That's good, yeah.
4: (laughs) And and I have a Facebook page which is Hashish Photography. (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, I was trying to get my mouth around that. Hashish photography. Yes, there we go. Good kudos on little old me. Well done. Um, listen, any ex- exhibits in the near future? Because I've always that's been like one of my little dreams. Just to go to like a little gallery and to pretend like I know what I'm viewing and the artsy <laughs> fartsiness of it all.
4: Um, not anytime soon. I once did exhibit at the Photo and Film Expo. Uh
0: huh.
4: Um. It wasn't too much. My scene it was quite big. Yeah. So yeah, if I were to exhibit, it would be on a smaller scale.
0: By the way, just on that quickly, um, how is South Africa with photography? Are we open-minded to you know different forms of inspiration and influences? Are we relatively conservative? Um, where are we in the scale of things?
4: I don't think it matters what where South Africa is. It matters where the photographer is. Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you see, this that is like flat out. I thought I was. <laughs> Gotta go like some little political tangent, but she, she's stu- stuck to her guns. Khan, thank you so much for coming in this sure. morning. Listen, as we wrap up as well, we have a message on WeChat. Uh, it says, no throwing paint at babies, right? So-
4: <laughs> Just cake. <laughs> okay.
0: J- not even throwing cake, feeding cake. <laughs> yeah. Let's be nice and polite. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio. What sure. a cool chick. This is, uh, Sia writer right here on Untapped Talents, only on CliffCentral.com. Untapped. On CliffsCentral. dot com. My
1: city, my city, my city. I love my city. My city, I love my city. My city, I love my city. My city, my city. My
0: city I love my city. On radio.
1: On radio. More of the good stuff
0: let's carry it on um now talking to spencer and nick from the band new town knife gang i think i've said like newton a few couple of times (laughs) please pardon me on that one so listen let's let's get the elephants out of the room because while we're off air um the guys come in and they see the tv screen is on and the crickets are still on voice your opinions very quickly get it off your chest what do you think (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes south africa did not make it yeah
1: we
5: lost I think uh, a lot of people were disappointed ourselves included but I think for the most part, we're really proud. It was, uh, it was a good game.
0: Listen, I always say I'm a very patriotic person. I love our country. I support us wherever. But I always say I'm a better a spectator than a player. Yes. But at the same time, I don't have like five days to sit watching cricket. <laughs> but I feel bad. When I saw the players cry, I was like, okay, Clyde, it means a lot to you. So, you know, kudos to yeah, Some oh,
6: man tears.
0: Some man no, no, tears.
6: Nothing sadder than some man tears. He wasn't
0: crying. His face was <laughs> imitating a fountain. <laughs> (laughs) so that's it you guys thank you so much for joining me by the way so we had some traffic drama as well a little beforehand but you know we're proudly here we're now about to talk to uh, you guys you guys are like well-respected music veterans already i think that's safe to say (laughs) Uh, do you guys classify yourselves in that way
6: well i I think i do (laughs) i've been doing it for about 10 10, 12 years now. I 10 think. years? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. So when it's did, been. Uh, when did you feel like the music bug bite you?
6: Um, I was 18 years old and then, uh, I, I watched a, a thing with Smashing Pumpkins play with two drummers and I walked up to my dad and I was like, Dad, I gotta play drums. And he was like, Okay. My <laughs> mom wasn't too keen, <laughs> obviously. But <laughs> my dad, um, we literally went the next day and got a kit. I really? couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I so started how playing. old were you then? I was 18. 18. Yeah, so I, w- I was relatively old like, to start playing music, but uh, it was probably the best thing I ever did. Eh?
0: And what about you, Spencer?
5: I uh, started guitar when I was about 16, so Okay, that's about 12 years now.
0: Who were your inspirations at that age to actually get um, into music?
5: A lot of, a lot of skate punk, uh, Osprey and Blink and NoFX and those
0: kind of guys. That's what got me started. You see, I think the only band I knew there is Blink 182, <laughs> right? You see, I think I'm even cool enough. I'll call them Blink from now on. <laughs> there we go. See, that's Blink 182 thing. So let's talk about your history just beforehand as well. Um before there's actually Newtown Knife Gang, there was 16 Stitch. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Nick, were you part of 16 Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Nick's, uh, 16 Stitch started in 2003, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it was a band as well? What were your influences yeah, in mean, the music there?
6: Yeah, the influences there were probably like Deftones or 36 Crazy Fists and like a, stuff with a little bit of a harder melodic edge. Uh-huh. Um, we were slightly more self-indulgent and... You know, you're younger, you're drunker, you're crazier. You know,
0: (laughs) you're younger, you're drunker, you're crazier. That's like a tagline for the teens.
6: That that was was pretty much it for us, and then. uh, yeah, um had that um we we broke up after a, probably about a good 7 year run. I mean, we did some amazing things. Yeah. Um and Andy went to Zebra and Giraffe, and we decided to start something else. So, it was pretty much the 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 core band yeah. uh that stayed so myself, Paul, um Gareth and Warren. Um and then we looked for a new singer. Basically. And
0: in walked in Spence. Yeah, yeah. Well,
6: well, I actually went on a, on a tour with a band called Underoath and, um, an American band. They're great. Um, and Spence's band was opening that night and I watched him play and I was like, hmm. Maybe that's someone to He's pretty good. I think I might steal him. So I did it.
0: (laughs) How do you approach a situation like that? Do you go, hey, Uh, yo, bro, listen. I got a call. Yeah,
6: yeah, I I actually phoned some friends of mine. I phoned phoned, uh, Ricky from Facing the Gallows, and I was like, dude, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Do you know the Spencer guy? Is he cool? Because we're like such a tight-knit bunch of people i mean uh it's we have pretty much three brothers in the band there's paul and gareth the, the guitar and bass and then our sound engineers the other brother and then okay. me so it's quite tight and then um having spencer join or whoever was going to join us was going to be quite a tough toss so you're joining this group of friends so it's um quite important that you get someone that gels with the band because we're mates before music. So it was great that he could walk in and we just got along and it
0: was awesome, eh? You see, beforehand already, I can already tell, you know, you're... Referencing all these Different bands Etc yeah. etc et Is there no like Competition or animosity Like hey you poached Our guy Now no, don't talk to us You guys meet at no, Festival no, really. <laughs> How, Yeah like how's the Atmosphere then
5: I think it's uh, It's quite a small Small group of bands In the country at the Moment uh-huh. And pretty much Everyone knows each Other I think um, I think with anything You've got to have a Little bit of rivalry Because mm. it pushes you To do the best you can uh-huh. But for the most part It's it's quite healthy And friendly I
6: also think uh, a lot of The guys in uh, Spencer's Band were really Really stoked for it. I don't think any of them were like ah oh, this this or that they knew he no, was joining yeah. yeah they they knew he was ju- joining a a good bunch of guys really yeah. so I think there was more support than animosity really
0: but here's a thing that I really do love about South Africa is as small as our different markets and industries may be mm. we're really growing and mm. we're really booming in different in, in different ways the mere fact that you guys have played at all these different top venues these major festivals you've had national tours already you know mm. Oppi Coffee Synergy Splashy Fan MK's Baidi Dam Darsoui Baidi Dam Ik wil nou Afrikaans <laughs> praat Dustin <laughs> Now my name is Hiki No, not Hiki, that's like a bruise, never mind I'll call myself fricky.
2: Fricky, there we Yeah,
0: are. That's what I mean though We yeah. are booming and we're growing in these different ways So how's that for you guys?
6: Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's been fantastic I, I think we've been very blessed in our career To have played um, the amount of big shows that we have And and play with everyone from Prodigy to Biffy Clara To Killswitch Engage to... Uh, protest the hero like all of our favorite bands I I've been so like blessed to do it so yeah. it's been an amazing experience and and most of those guys are are really cool you just realize they just they just, just like uh, yeah. they just like us they play music i mean
0: because also, yeah, so, sorry to catch no, off there. Also with that, you know, the, the live scene mm, is very tough to crack mm. because it's not like you're working privately in a studio, you get a project done, you release it, and you hope for the best. This is like <laughs> instantaneous yeah. commentary. Yeah, Someone definitely. can boo you and they walk away. Someone can not like the reception at all. And how do you deal with that?
5: I think you just have to kind of expect it and just shrug it off. I mean, really? You can't, uh, you can't aim to please everyone.
0: I, I actually
6: I've taken a different stance over the years it's like <clears throat> if you want to hate me hate me I don't care I really don't care because I love what I'm doing so yeah go and do whatever you want like I love what I do and if you look around there's it's more about having people buy into having a really good time uh-huh. than telling you that your guitar tone sucks. Yeah. Then go watch a Joe Satriani concert. (laughs) You know, (laughs) or whatever. For, for me, it's like, it's fine if, if people want to hate. It's, it's good. It's 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 nice. It's actually nice. It fuels me more. That's what art is at the end of the day. You need some sort of reaction, be it positive
0: or negative. Yeah, definitely. So listen, let's get people to have their own opinion on things, right? Definitely. So you're, uh, one of your singles crossroads nice. i have to say that like i was like who are these guys I'm not sure i know them then crossroads comes on i was like wait <laughs> like I, I actually know the song and i've been singing along to it so i won't embarrass myself by singing along now <laughs> just as a na- natural segue but how about we simply play it sure. so how about you guys um actually like introduce the song this is you know how hard did you work on it what does it mean to you <laughs>
6: Well I mean it, To be honest This song actually Some some songs you have to fight mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense And this song actually came uh, Quite naturally it, it, it was the inception of the song And it just kind of went We,
5: we, we, were, we were fighting with another song Yeah And uh, we decided to take a break From that song And then we thought Oh this is a nice idea And a week later The song was finished <laughs> <laughs> See
0: yeah. Then what a great little punt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Newtown Knife Gang And this is Crossroads
1: I'm never gonna let you down never gonna let you sing this on and on and on and all alone yeah we've been down this road before a I, I, I did try not
0: like I was restraining myself, but it's one of those songs. It's Newtown Knife Gang with Crossroads. on ah, and never mind. Okay. Cut it. We'll never go down that road. I tried it. We'll maybe get you not. on the
6: next single, man. You know. Listen,
0: let's not joke around on things like that because I've had certain like guests have come in They're like say no, like you'll play the triangle for us. And I've totally been game, then I never get a call. So just be careful what you cool, say. Cool. Listen, like um. Great song, thank I genuinely you, you. I genuinely uh, like it. And it's one of those things, so it's no surprise that even just starting off in the industry, you got a record deal with Electromode. Yes, What a reputable company. Yes. You, you know, for those who don't know Electromode, just let me drop two names yes. that all <laughs> set the scene Jack for this Barrow. one. Jack Barrow. <laughs> Flippin' Horshtokalosh. Yes. The epitome of cool. Ash Barrow and D. Evels Fantastic yeah. in South Africa, starting off with a record deal from them. Yeah. How was that?
6: That was cool, lad. Eh? It, it came about from just guys that knew us in the industry, then you we were doing something new and they showed, um, a lot of interest in us. And, yeah, uh, yeah they were a great, great, great company to work with. Eh?
0: So what's the actual responsibility and the duties and the pressure of a record company in 2015? Cause well, some people may sometimes argue, go, well, you know, you're a broadcaster as you are. If I put out a, a single on YouTube, mm. you know, a video as well. It will go on its own. I don't need somebody signing things off. But yeah. what do you guys personally think?
5: I think they were, they were very relaxed with us. I think they, they understand what it's like to be – I mean, for us, we're a part-time band. We're not a full-time band. Uh-huh. We'd love to be, but we've all got our own individual aspects that we take care of. So they were, they were very patient with us and let us do our thing and, and worked at our own pace.
0: Because listen as well at the same time. It's, it's collaboration clearly on your part and the company's mm. band as well. You know, just starting off, uh, listen, taste good and anthems. Your, your songs have been on high rotation on more than 25 local stations mm. all around the country. Like, come on. Do you ever <laughs> sit, you guys ever sit and go, damn, we're good. Uh, like, we did good. <laughs> we're at least well, somewhere. Well,
6: well, we like to think that we're a great, like, Uh, live band, that, that's what it's about for us. So when we get up on stage that, that we can kind of prove our, our worth. Yeah. Um, and just give people a really, really good time and that, and that we are good musicians, but taking that and translating it into writing an album and an amazing song or whatever that then people actually feel something for, that's like the bonus because when you go out and, you know, we played uh cranked up and or Copy," and I mean we had just released I don't even think Crossroads was released but like by the second chorus the best every, of the whole show. Yeah. Everyone was singing the chorus. They'd never heard the song before. So yeah. we we're like damn. What
5: You see I
0: was waiting for that Because I was like No, 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 no Listen That is a nice Philosophical answer Yes, yes But when you release A debut single When you release Listen Back in June 2011 And it goes to number one Mm. Your very first project As a new band And it goes to number one I don't care who you are But you need to have A little second of Let's raise a glass To us gentlemen Where's the Cristal? Yeah Pop pop the expensive stuff Where's the (laughs) Cavalcia? (laughs) also as well you know you put the video up on YouTube 24,000 views as well plus already so what does that mean to you when you get the reception you know not in like an egotistical we're the best type of way on a serious note for for the rest of
5: the band I I don't think it was anything new to them that experienced a lot of stuff like that for me it was like the first real taste of a little bit of success for me Uh in terms of music so I I remember being quite overwhelmed and, and really happy about it
6: and then I also like yeah I think we took some stuff for granted where like with Spencer like, you know, we'd get up and you know at Opikopi and and open up the the festival and on on main stage or whatever. And I think Spencer turned around. And he's like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, yeah. And we're like, cool. <laughs> like, like we <laughs> have this ain't, this ain't our first rodeo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's amazing having someone in the in the band that like cherishes all of it and, and makes you realise um, how blessed we are. Yeah. Basically, yeah.
0: It's great. You know, just one of the first few things immediately as you Google Newtown Knife Gang, this it was an album review, yeah, um, back in 2011 by Times Live, um, and this is Nikita, one of the journalists who says, "I've heard nothing but positive things about Joe Berg's Newtown Knife Gang. I can see why. And at first glance, I'm impressed by their freshly released self-titled album. Now, this isn't a slapdash, let's get it out there effort. It's slick." Well produced and looks very classy and original. Yeah. How do you guys actually maintain a level head when there <laughs> like reviews like this? Because I would think, damn right, where's the credibility <laughs> now? No. How do you actually keep level headed?
6: I think it's. I think we're ju- we won't let each other get a big head. It's silly. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, we're a bunch of humble dudes, and we just play instruments. That's the only difference. Um, so we don't understand by putting a guitar in your hand or a mic in your hand that that gives you a sense of entitlement or makes you arrogant or whatever. We're just normal people trying to do something, you know, we're trying to be greater than the sum of our parts, basically. Sorry. And, no,
0: now that the, that was the quote of the day, <laughs> <laughs> try to be greater than the sum of your parts. And it's Same true. Thing. eh? we're yeah. four
6: dudes that try and make, we're trying to sound like we're 10 people on stage, but we're one guitar, one bass one singer,
0: one drummer. And that's it. As Nick and Spencer today, what matters the most to you in music? Having fun for me. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And I think for me, it's about putting a product out there that I'm super proud of, of um, being sincere as well as writing things that people believe you when you, when you sing about it, that that's what it's about. And then, And the translation of that is when you're on stage and people are singing your own songs back to you. Yeah, that's
0: what it's about for me. And already, you know, with with all these great achievements thus far, what does success then mean to you?
6: Jeez. (laughs) Well, that's a that's a good question. For me, it's fun, eh? It's just being able to go out there, people appreciating it after the show. People want to just chat to you or take a picture or whatever it is. That makes, that is wealth. That is success in this industry. We're, we're not doing it to make millions of dollars because we can't. The music industry's changed. South Africa is a very, very small niche kind of rock market here. Let's, let's call it. And, um, we have no, um, illusions of grandeur, hmm. you know? Shikes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it boils down to,
0: Yeah, you know, for me. So let's speak it out then. Let's make things happen. Where are we going to be in the next five years? Wow, five Jeez, years. Like
6: five years. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I'm going to be married <laughs> this year. <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, Congratulations. But hopefully hopefully, we'd still be doing um, some stuff. I mean, we're, we're um, still writing. We're writing a new single at the moment, so that's going to become – be coming out i mean um yeah five years is is a long time for us in in our band yeah um but hopefully we'll still be playing eh?
0: yeah you know what gents all the best yeah honestly all the best level-headed guys thank you they've achieved a lot of stuff it was if it was me i would now demand like (laughs) Red M&M's only, <laughs> white, like, white pillows, things like my tea stirred anti-clockwise only. So you guys are on a good path if <laughs> oh, you this level-headed. And where can people catch you guys performing? Where can we get more information? We've, uh,
5: we've got three shows coming up. We're going to be at Arcade Empire in Pretoria on the 2nd of April, along with uh, the T's and C's and Blazing Gooch.
6: Yeah, and that's for, I think, for a Levi's for, show. Yes, yeah, a,
5: Levi, a Levi's show. And then on the 10th of April, we're in the south of Joburg at Sundowners with, uh, with Short Straw.
0: Fantastic. That's, that's going to be a big one. And a website or a Twitter handle where people can We've catch got, up with you? We've uh, got
5: newtownknifegang.com. That's our website. On Twitter, it's nkg underscore band. And you can find us on Facebook under Newtown Knifegang. Got yeah. it.
0: All the best, hey, for the future. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Keep on going changing. on and on, and on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to throw that at like the last final jab I can take. Also. What a pleasure having you guys in studio. So very big thanks to Nick and Spencer from Newtown Knife Gang, as well as Khan, the great photographer yes. who, 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 Promises that she'll take pictures of babies, but will not be hurting anyone in the process. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to my guests for stopping by this Wednesday, and thank you so much for listening. Um. Also, thank you for the west for the messages on WeChat. the messages on WeChat as well. Woody, thank you so much for your message as well about the great motivational clip. I, I, I try to do. Um. Woody says it put things in a different light, and I want to implement that in my life. So thanks. Yeah. You, know, you know what, Woody? Thank you. So until next week, Wednesday right? 9 to 10 right here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Sia and I'll see you.